We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Gotta hustle on your own time. Color people at before side. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George Mackay, back here in the Straight Talk Studios. And as you can see beside me, I have someone who I've been on my bucket list for quite some time. Please help me welcome the Kick Demon. And I, Kai, to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? Fantastic. I mean, it was crazy. When you DM'd me, I'm not going to lie, I geeked out a little bit. I was like, oh my God, she got back to me. And you were like, I'm so sorry. This like went down to the bottom like a year and a half ago. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like Instagram has been changing the messaging section so many times. And now, like, they have, like, the general, the primary, and then they have their requests. And, like, I don't see the requests. And then there's hidden requests. It's like, I have to go everywhere now to see if somebody contacted me. <laughs> well, I appreciate you for getting back to our little show. And to get you on the show, it's crazy. Now, the first time that I ever saw you was at GSW's second event. You were in a fatal four-way. And that's when I saw you. And I was like, I'm big big fan of global syndicate wrestling they're not currently running right now but brandon Ascari came on the show a couple times and man you were just different <laughs> in every fantastic way possible the look the strikes i mean i've heard the story a thousand times on so many of your different interviews but kick demon where did that come from i mean i know it comes from the taekwondo and the kickboxing background but who gave you the name the kick demon so um, it actually came up when I was doing uh, a show called CFU, which they're on IWTV, and it's a very shoe style based promotion. And um, this, uh, I think it's like a, um, there's some sort of brand in Japan. I think they run shows. I think they um, do some sort of like news type thing for wrestling, but they're in Japan. Um, and they're called Freebirds. And they were watching the show and they were basically giving like all of the wrestlers their own like nicknames and they gave me the nickname, the kick demon. And so right when I saw that, I was like, hold on a second. This sounds like me. Like this is hitting me right now. Like I love the sound of this. I'm going to run with it. So that's where that came from. I, I love that you ran with it, man. I mean, it's just, it's a fire nickname. Even when you debuted on, on AEW and like, well, we're going to get into that for sure next, but coming up, seeing the whole look, like the aesthetics that you bring to the table. Uh, I love how you pay homage to the Japanese style with the look and everything like that, but you make it your own, which is super cool. And it makes you stand out. And like with the war paint on and stuff, like when you were in there with Jay Cargo, I was like, man, could she dethrone Cargill? Could this happen? <laughs> now it did. It, obviously it did not happen. Unfortunately, Chris Statlander, he dethroned Cargill, but you know what? You could take it away from Statlander if AEW does come calling again. Yeah. How has the relationship been with AEW? Has the door kind of always remained open to you? Because I feel that that's a woman's division that even though they have some great stars, they could always use more talent and more meat in there, especially in the women's division. Right now, I mean, the best female division in wrestling, I will put my stamp on it, is the Impact Knockouts division. Those girls are just doing incredible. Like, as we're talking right now, in about 90 minutes, we're going to see the first ever female dog collar match, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you yourself, before we get into the AEW relationship, could you see yourself throwing down in a dog collar match? Does the kick demon have the, does the kick demon want it, want to go like that dark with a story if she had to? Hey, yeah, if I have to. I mean, can you imagine what I would do with a kick demon and a dog collar? I mean, hey, 
I can think of so many things, man, that I could do. So can I. Type of like stipulation match like that? Hell yeah! <laughs> the, the violent, the violent cogs in our heads are both turning. It's just blood yeah. everywhere and and a big <laughs> sadistic smile on your face. That's what that part. That part. Go right <laughs> so back to AEW for a second. Um, how has the relationship been? You had a great run there. I really thought for a second that they were going to sign you. I thought that I, I felt that it was it was coming because yeah. who they were putting you up with, and it just didn't happen for whatever reason. And I want to know what the relationship is like now for you. Um, yeah, so usually, like, when they are coming over to D.C., because I'm based in D.C., I do reach out to see if they're um, needing any extras or anything. So, like, that's kind of been, like, what the relationship is lately. Um, but I've been enjoying it. It's, it's unfortunate that they had to scrap Dark and Elevation um because I kind of saw that as like really you know again opportunities for indie wrestlers or even those that are buzzing to showcase more on a higher level and it did it did help a lot of them some of them are signed that got to have that opportunity so I don't know we'll see what happens I am still like um I have other little goals that I'm trying to reach too in the meantime so that's kind of what I focus on um, instead of just trying to like worry about too much of like getting signed somewhere, because um, I know eventually my my time will happen. Absolutely, I mean we're talking five years since you debuted in two thousand eighteen, and you've just been you have been on the radar, absolutely stunning and surprising. And um, I, I don't say surprising in a bad way; it's just you're killing it. Like I said, the first time I saw you at GSW, I was sitting with my buddy, and I was like, I don't know, I, I'm picking I'm picking Yanny, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something about and he's like no 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 i'm like trust me just wait for it and then first kick and i we both heard it we, it was one of those things we were kind of both drinking we were just drinking like a coke or a beer or something i can't remember we were drinking <laughs> and i heard the first kick and i was like oh and it was it sucked because it was go, it went down the wrong way so i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> but once we saw that i was like yeah i'm all in and i have been progressively following your career and I'm a fan, but I respect the hustle. I respect the grind. And I respect how dangerous you are in that ring. And going over to Japan, I know it shot you to another level. You've mentioned that on so many podcasts. See this? That's why I pride myself on my research. I do my research right up at four. So uh, debuting at TGPW, how was that experience all in all? Like, uh, what was, I mean, Japan, I know, is, is a place that you're right at home. It, you fit in so well over there with the style. It, it literally is just a match made in heaven. Uh, have there been any more opportunities for you? Or, or, or are there plans to go back to Japan to further your already amazing match set? Like when I look at the matches you've had, two or three of them are, are right up at the top are, are your, your run in Japan with TJPW for sure, hands down. Oh, thank you. Um, so I am in talks going back. Uh, just wait, because I'm not now, I haven't announced anything. Uh, things are still in the talks, um, but I do plan to be back and maybe I will give you a little hint, maybe for a little bit longer, Ooh. maybe for a little, for a longer tour. I like that. I like that. Listen, when, when you go over <laughs> for a longer stay, I mean, look at Masha Slamovich, right? She was over there for a year plus. She comes back, signed to Impact Wrestling. So year long plus stints over there, you make a huge name for yourself to where you become not just yeah. somebody to pay attention to you. You become undeniable. And I already, <laughs> I already see I already see your flagship there. Now, another interesting thing that I did my research on is you've mentioned, you've touched on Women's Wrestling Army, Maria Canales, mm -hmm. and how influential 
she was in kind of a guiding force and a role model for you. Now, I know she's not your all-time favorite. Victoria's taken that spot. You've mentioned the intensity. But, <laughs> I mean, they, they say never meet your heroes. But when you're meeting somebody from that same era as Victoria, what was that like for you? And, and I mean, Maria's been everywhere. Maria's done literally everything in this business short of obtaining multiple championships at multiple different promotions. When you look at Maria, somebody who who didn't sit down, who took the woman's division, took women's wrestling as a whole and put it on her, one of the females that put it on her back and said, no, no, we're not going to beg for opportunities. We're not going to do bra and panties matches anymore. We're not going to do this nonsense. We're going to kick the door in and show you what we can do. We're going to make yeah. you see us. So when you have a chance to conversate with arguably one of the first to get the bloodiest through that door of kicking it in, what was that like for you? It was great because I will say Maria was one of my favorites during that time. And I don't I don't talk to her too much about that because it's like I don't want to be like too much of a fan in a sense. <laughs> but um like when I was watching WWE at that time, she was she always caught my attention as well. I loved her style. And then there's a time where she left WWE and I was actually really bummed because I was like, damn, like I wonder what she's doing now, blah, blah, blah. And then as I get like as I got older and I was getting back into wrestling and wanted to um start wrestling, that's when I saw that she was still active. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, I don't know, maybe if I'll run into her or whatever, but seeing that like she wanted to start her own thing like where we're at now is amazing because she has been through a lot she has seen how the business is in every sort of way and so she knows what she's doing she knows how creatively how to do things and how to work with each and every single person and that's what I love that's what I that's where I want to keep going to like a promotion like that. So it was, it's just great to, to see her hard at work as well. And there's like a couple documentaries and little fun videos um, that you guys can watch for women's wrestling army, basically behind the scenes of just like how everything goes down and just like seeing Maria do everything is inspirational and then seeing it in person, of course, too. Yeah, it must be it must be just you're looking at somebody who can literally wear multiple hats while taking care of two uh, absolutely amazing children and you know riding the the train of being a traveling performing wrestler. I mean, the grind never stops. I look at Maria and I wonder like when do you fit in sleep? I see this this and this. When do you block out? You I I feel like she sleeps with her eyes open sometimes, you know, like she just kind of <laughs> just kind of fade away for a second. You're like, "Maria, yeah. are you there?" absolutely i heard everything you said 100 percent, and she can repeat it back to you but you know that she just oh yeah she shut down for a second her body's like okay we're gonna take five here and we're just gonna we're gonna drop it down <laughs> yeah 100 percent. no i i would definitely believe that that's what she does 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. now one question i gotta ask you is is that you know i'm from canada we're from the north we represent the six proudly and you have had some battles with some ladies from the north more importantly, mm -hmm. you went to war with Jody Threat at yeah. Mission Pro. And that was one of that is I mentioned that some of your Japan matches were two and three for me. You versus mm -hmm. Jody Threat is my number one all-time favorite match. <laughs> Hands down. So there's not much that I can say about that other than the fact that you two tore it. I'm surprised you two walked out of the ring 
because I feel like you left all of it in there. And I'm not sure, but there's one point where I, I felt like somebody, I think it was you gave Jody a forearm shot and I swear to God, a tooth flew out. I can't confirm it, but something flew out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We were going, we were going hard. I will say that. And that was like another match that gave, that made me give more emotion. And so like, that's that's kind of why it's also one of my favorites because you can feel the emotion throughout the match and um with how it ended too it's kind of like we had to follow up got to run it back <laughs> i believe that i believe you got i believe you guys got to go best of seven and you two got to end up like locked in a steel cage where literally the only way out is to like just stop the other person's heart i feel like that's the best way to go with this <laughs> something we gotta have something like that happen at mission pro because they they still haven't brought us back so that's what needs to happen if they do bring us back <laughs> I, I, i'm still shocked that they haven't brought you back like i mean that 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 match has over forty five thousand views and i can tell you i'm probably about a thousand of them because i've watched that match so many times <laughs> and I, I i run it back all the time and my daughter like before we were when i told my daughter we're sitting down with you I'm like, you got to watch, this is the match. This is the match that, I mean, ESW <laughs> introduced me to her, but this is the match. So we watch it and she's like, damn, we know Jody on a, a really good level. And she's like, I've never seen anybody take it to Jody like that. I'm like, that's what makes this oh. match amazing. Cause Jody's a beast, but Yanny's dangerous. Yanny's the kick demon. That's it. J J <laughs> I keep saying Yanny, my apologies, Janai. It, <laughs> it's so fast. I didn't even catch I didn't even catch that. Well, good. I'm glad you didn't. Good. <laughs> Your name is is so different, and it's amazing. Is that where does that where does that name does the name have a meaning for you, or meaning a family lineage of some kind? Uh, yeah, my yeah, my mom she got it from the Bible, so um, yeah. it's Hebrew, and it it means may the Lord answer. So yeah, Janai. <laughs> Perfect. So may the Lord answer before the kick demon kicks down the door. <laughs> That's I think that you got to put that on a shirt. You got to put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Thank you for the idea. No problem. If you listen, if you do make that a shirt, just just send one your way. Just send one my way. That's all I ask. <laughs> Autographed up on the wall. I've got space somewhere I can fit you in for sure. Now, <laughs> looking at the the match that you had in AEW and some of the girls that you were able to mix it up with, was there anybody over there that you were kind of bummed that you may have not got the opportunity to tangle with on Dark and Out? Like, I mean, you got to tangle with quite a few amazing talents. But was there anybody that you had your eye on that they maybe didn't match you up with? Uh, for like the dark and elevation tapings, um, I really want to wrestle Sheeta. That's but every time I went, she was never there. She's that's the thing. She's ducking. <laughs> she's, she's ducking the kick demon. She knows. She knows what's gonna happen. She knows she's gonna wake up with a with like a. a, a just a bruise right across here and it's going to be just a shin it's going to be like the, the inflation of your shin <laughs> listen listen that that matches money i will say that because look if she's back a little bit more so if anything we might run into each other the thing is it's again it's just a matter of when because you know dark and elevation is not around so we'll see we'll see what happens <laughs> But you got you got collision now, and you got the ROH tapings. There are yeah. there are there are yeah. ways that we can make this happen. Yeah. Wrestling universe, let's put this out there in the universe. We have to make this match a reality because it is money. It's a shut up and take my money kind of situation. It is. Oh yeah, I'm ready for it. I know you are, and that's what I, that's what I love about you, man. Deny the confidence is killer. 
you know how to handle yourself in the business. You carry yourself with the utmost respect and poise. You're humble as hell. But when that when that bell dings, I, I see it. You shut down and it's just you zero in and you're like, I don't want to beat you. I want to run through you. And that I want to basically you remind me of Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. You want to steal the soul <laughs> of the individual that you're fighting. Does that where does that fighting spirit come from? Because I know you and your dad were very close. You watched wrestling together. He's kind of the reason that, you know, you fell in love with wrestling as well. Does that come from, you know, being like being around your your dad? Does it come from influences from the, the, the female members of your family? Or is it just a natural instinct that you have to be like, I don't care who's in front of me. I'm going to run through you because I want to. Uh, so I think I want to just like thank my, my parents for putting me in martial arts because that's really where like that passion and intensity came from. I was always just, so like getting into martial arts, your competition is really yourself because you're the only one like out there by yourself doing everything. Um, and so I always wanted to be better than how I was like the last sparring session I had or in the last class. And so, and when you do these, like the martial arts forms or if you're sparring or at a tournament, you always like right when it's your turn to present yourself to the judges, you always had to like snap into the zone. And so that's kind of like how I think about it before I start the match or when the bell dings, like that's kind of like how I think about like I'm performing, but like I'm showcasing, I have to be crisp, I have to be clean, I have to like do everything so that like basically that they see me as a top contender, you know? So that's kind of like how I, I picture things. It all comes from the martial arts tournaments and everything. That's incredible, man. I, I I look at and I've even I've even like done my research on the martial arts tournaments. There's no jokes. The training involved in all that, the, the um, getting ready, the preparation. And I know that was one of the things. I know you had trained for a few times for some matches. Uh, not so much the martial arts side, but the kickboxing side. And then your mm -hmm. opponents would pull out, and it was kind of like that's what kind of made you think is maybe I should go. Maybe I should pursue wrestling because I'm training so hard, and then somebody just pulls out of the match. Like, what am I doing this for? Yes, I'm in great shape. But what am I doing it for? I want I want to have that combat feel. I want to have somebody in the ring that I can that I can go with, and I get to yeah. the point. It's like two weeks before the match. I you know what I don't feel like it today. I'm not gonna I'm not coming to the match today. Like what's the point, right? Yeah, it it's terrible. It's a terrible feeling because I yeah I dropped like twenty pounds. So and it was like I was cutting weight, but it wasn't completely in a healthy way either. So it's like. You know, I got to to know how my body worked and I'm like thankful sort of for that because like it was a good lesson. It was a good discipline lesson too. Um, but, but, you know, wrestling has always been in the back of my mind. So seeing that like, and before I started training for fights, I left school and yeah, I started training and then that wasn't really working out. And I'm like, I feel like something's telling me to start training for wrestling. Like it's really pushing me to, because that's the only thing I see right now in my mind that I've been like holding off on. Yeah. And you know what? And thank God something told you to, because I think it, I think it was a great decision. I mean, it has, <laughs> not, dis it has not disappointed whatever universal force whatever you know god or higher power you believe in or anybody watching believes in there was a higher power that was like you know 
You you have to go right. Yeah. Forget left. Left is not working now. Let's make a hard yeah. right and let's go this way. You had that fork in the road moment, and I think you turned the right way. And it it you have not looked back, girl. Keep doing you no. because yeah. you, you deserve to do you. Absolutely. What does mom and dad think about you know the fact that you're in there and you know I mean you're their little girl at the end of the day nobody wants to see their little girl get thrown around the ring by Jade Cargill but sometimes you have to have these things happen do mom and dad ever worry do mom and dad ever like oh man she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna kill herself one day she's going to uh they definitely do uh but they know it's something that I've been wanting to do my dad obviously like he's he's stoked to see me wrestle like he's so into it or sometimes he tries to like chime in or like tries to to help it some sort of way or like if he does see me wrestle in person like and I walk back to him he'll like ask me particular questions like are you comfortable wearing that that top for your gear like do you want to wear something up like he's like very like certain things you know I'm like yeah that like it, like he really wants to help out which is awesome um but yeah, like they, they, my dad, he worries more than my mom though. Um, and I think part of it is also because I have injured myself before and it was a very serious, serious injury. So he's still kind of like shaky when it comes to me, like even taking like a, like a slam or any type of like quick bump. Um, so, and my mom, like, she knows like that I'm smart enough to know when, to like what decisions to make when it comes to wrestling that I know the business very well where I can make those smart decisions so yeah um they're kind of different in their own but they support me 100 <laughs> percent absolutely and look at that we're on it we're, we're on such a vibe right now because you segued into the inj injury perfectly the injury that we're talking uh, about anybody that doesn't know was when you you know broke your neck it was yeah it's a scary scary thing I mean we know that necks can be broken, not like Arnold Schwarzenegger style broken, and you just you know just fall and play like an extra in an action movie. You can you can survive, but it's a it's a long road to recovery. I mean, there had to have been a lot of things weighed on you, not so much the physical recuperation, but also the mental recuperation. Like once you healed, and they said, okay, you can kind of go back to doing these things again. The first time stepping through any kind of ropes, whether it be the Taekwondo square, the wrestling ring, the kickboxing ring, there had to have been, like you said, your toughest opponent was yourself. But at that point, you were not only battling what you thought your body may or may not be able to do, you were battling the demon inside mm -hmm. your head with Kenya, yeah. right? Right, exactly. There, uh, I mean, right off the bat, I was like, nah, this can't be the end. <laughs> like, this can't be especially when like the doctor tells you not to wrestle anymore. Um, that's when I know, like, I knew like sort of like that, that wasn't going to be it still. I was like, nah, you're saying that, but let me like feel it out for real, for real. Like I'll do all the proper steps to recover. I'm not going to rush it. Um, but it's still, there was still something inside of me, like saying like, nah, like you're going to be okay. And then little do you know, like after like the, the first follow-up, he was like, okay, you can go back, but just, you know, be careful. Don't do what you basically did, like, or how you landed. I'm like, okay. I mean, all I heard was you can go back to wrestling. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Thanks. Anyways. <laughs> so I mean, when it came to just 
getting back into the swing of things it also goes into like personal life stuff like moving around the house um being able to lift a lot of things because i lost a lot of muscle so my upper body just became weaker as well so it was even like um if i have to lift like a pot to like or anything in the in the kitchen um that could be um effective to like how weak my my traps like my like my shoulders like my neck and everything so I had to be really care careful and take my time when it came to that um but what I remember the way that I started just doing more physical workouts was just I was just going for a run um like a light run outside really quick and that would be it and I don't know when I started lifting but I think it was like a few months after, and this is actually during the pandemic too, that I was recovering. So I did have a lot of time to just rest inside too. So I was doing a lot of resting inside. I was just focusing on other things in the meantime, but um, just making sure each week I was taking my time, but there's a still like a little bit of progression in a way. Um, they told me that I could go to physical therapy. I didn't need to go to physical therapy. I could if I wanted to, but they actually told me I didn't need to. Um, I did like a little bit, maybe like the a couple did for a couple days after the surgery, but that was it. Um, and then, yeah, I never actually went to an, an office for physical therapy. I just um, got massages and stuff like that and did recovery my own way. So yeah, that's just basically how the process was for me. I mean, hey, like going through the pandemic and then like just doing as much as I can. And then like later on when things started opening back up, um, I, I did go to the gym. I went to a ring just to try out roles and that was it. And then there was a time where like something was telling me like, Janai, I feel like you can take at least like one bump. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me try this out. And this is this is like where I definitely felt comfortable because I would listen to my body a hundred percent, and I would tell people no and all of that. But like something was telling me, like try and take at least one quick bump, and I did. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> like I can I can bump right now. I'm good. I was checking myself. I'm like, everything's fine. Yeah. We're all we're all we're we're getting we're getting somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, and then like when it came to like my first match, like way later. Um, and I still do this till to, to, to this day. I let my opponents know about it, like about my surgery and everything, which they're definitely understandable. Um, and I got, I always remind myself that I don't need to go that crazy. I don't need to take the crazy neck bumps. I'm not getting any younger. I was lucky to recover as quick as I did because I was younger and that's what the doctor told me like if I was older it would have been like a longer process for sure like I shouldn't even have been walking that's how bad the injury was so overall I'm just like very lucky and very thankful and grateful to even be doing what I'm doing and where I'm at now is just crazy to think about because it just felt like yesterday where I was just like sitting in a neck brace <laughs> and now I'm like just literally making moves and traveling. So 
and that's incredible. Like I, I look at I look at the recovery store, I hear stories like that, and, and they're inspirational as hell. And thank God it wasn't the end because we've been blessed to see you rise. So whoever the guardian angel was upstairs, oh, we thank you. We hundred yeah. percent thank you for that because they had your best interest at heart. And like you said, you listened to your body, you trusted yourself. That's the biggest thing. You trusted yourself. You felt something saying, Okay, try it, take it, take that first bump, see how we do. Okay, bump number one went good. Let's do bump number two. Okay, now let's progress. Let's run the ropes. Let's let's yeah. take an Irish whip, and then we just go from there and we build. Right? It's it's yeah. it's, re, it's that whole rebuild phase. And I think you are like it's an exceptional talent. Thank and thank God you were able to recover so quickly, and not even to get back in the ring, but just be able to do normal things like walk, give your mom yeah. a hug, give your dad a hug. These are things yeah. that we take for granted in this world. So to be able to have almost all those things taken away from you. That's when you're like, damn, man, I, I really got to oh, yeah. thank, I really got to thank whoever was watching my back that day. So 150%. Oh, yeah. Let's go into some lighter moments because I I, I don't want to help you relive, relive the, the dark days. I want to <laughs> help you enjoy the future. So you mentioned possibly going back to Japan for a longer run. I have to ask this because I'm sure you've noticed the Tanjiro behind me. I am an anime freak. I love me some anime what's your goal like in japan i know that's kind of religious over there they're literally it's on 24 7 what yeah what are you watching when you're over there what what are you getting into like when you do have the downtime and you're enjoying yourself some food you're chilling in the hotel room or in shared accommodations wherever you may be up what's your go-to anime over there so you know when i was like sitting in a hotel i was very curious as to what was playing on tv and i put it on and there was just like some like TV, like reality shows or game shows, but um, I didn't run into any anime, but they're everywhere. Like when you walk outside, when you just try to walk to the train station, they're playing like off the sidewalk. So I don't know which anime in particular that um, really caught my attention, but I've always been a, been a fan of uh, Death Note. I didn't see too much of it when I was there, now that I think about it, but... Um, that was always like my favorite anime. Um, but when I do go back, I definitely want to pay more attention to that because I did want to get into anime again. I think that I started Baki from like on Netflix, okay. which was like a, like a fighting one. So that's like kind of what I want to go back and watch it. So then like when I go back to Japan, I can like find like all the Baki stuff. <laughs> Listen, if you haven't checked it out, it's also on Netflix and it's currently up to like the season that's not on TV now, but check out Demon Slayer. That's my guy right there, Tanjiro. People keep uh, recommending that one. That's So one. yeah, that's the other one. Yeah. yeah. You got to get you get into get into Demon Slayer. It is fantastic and it fits because Demon Slayer, Kick Demon, yeah. you're right there. You're right it's it's on the yeah. cusp. It's on the cusp. You're like the tenth person who's told me this in like the past month. So I Listen, think that's a I, sign. It's all right there. <laughs> I have two Funko Pops there and the sword behind me. That's also from Demon Slayer. When I say I'm obsessed, it's probably an unhealthy obsession. <laughs> Almost as hey, unhealthy. I need something to do on my downtime because I do wrestle full time and I travel. So I, I need something else to watch rather than playing music on Spotify the whole time. I do that's have my Switch too. So if you have any games you recommend for Switch or oh, anything, I would done. love to know. I've got a list right now. Here we go. Three <laughs> off the top. Mario 3D World. It's fun as heck, and it reminds you of the old school Mario. Okay. Yoshi's Yoshi's Island, where you literally have to build things to get through the worlds. That's a lot of fun. And then okay. also, I mean, I don't know how much you love Zelda or you don't like Zelda, but the new Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, 
is absolute fire. It is one of the best games. I heard I heard it was good. I played Zelda like when it was on like the Game Boy. That's how long ago I played it. <laughs> We're aging ourselves horribly. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would like to play it again, that's for sure, because I remember enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The new Zelda the, and the when you see the graphics and stuff, the only thing I wish they would do is I just wish, you know, after 30 years, allow the guy to talk. Him jumping and being like, huh, huh. like that's the only sound he makes. And I'm like, come on. Or yeah. when he's like, when he's eating or drinking, he makes this weird like uh, sigh sound. So he'd be like, ah. it's like, what is, what is that? It sounds like you just went to the bathroom, dude. Like, you're like, yeah. ah. you know, like, uh, I don't yeah, know. At least. <laughs> At with least something a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, with all the technology we have, I mean, give the guy a voice. How about Link just turns around and he's like, you know what? I'm tired of you guys always <laughs> making me do some fucking crazy shit. I just, yeah. I don't want to save her anymore. I'm tired of saving her. I'm taking a vacation. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. It's been 30 years. This girl is always getting into trouble. And I always got to put my neck on the line. I always got to take the risks. What does she do? <laughs> you know, like, you know, it would be, honestly, I would think that would be a great cartoon movie of just having all the superheroes. In like a support group for like just and just venting like could you imagine mario being like you know what guys today peach you got no, this by- reminds me of one of those youtube shows like those animated youtube shows like yeah. that yeah like, i could see that being on youtube they did a small part of it in wreck it ralph where they they had like uh, all, the, all the the villains and one and zangief from uh, street fighter he's like no, I just want people to realize i'm not a bad guy and then like the other guys there he's like just because you bad guy you're not the bad guy. And it's like, <laughs> I could see that. A support group for the suit, yeah. for the, you know, our favorite game characters because they're always, oh, like, could, you, could you imagine Yoshi just walking up and being like, if that plumber hits me on the back of the head one more time, I'm about to break somebody's face. A lot, a lot will be released. Oh man, it, <laughs> it will be the it will be the most watched video on YouTube, 100. Yeah. percent I gotta I gotta figure out a way to make this now. I, I have no animation skills whatsoever, but I gotta figure out how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? This conversation has been incredible. I'm gonna let you go shortly to enjoy your evening. But I gotta ask uh, a couple more questions for sure. One is is that. When the smoke, when the smoke and mirrors clear and you decide that, you know, your wrestling journey is over, which it's not for a very long time, I know this, what would be one of the most special, and you've had a ton of great moments in your career, but what is the one moment you would look back and be like, you know what, that right there, that's a moment I'll carry with me for the rest of, rest of time. Mm. And I know there's a lot. I do. I know there's a there, lot. There's a good number of things. And, you know, again, there's like a lot coming up where I just feel like that. I feel like that moment is coming up soon. Cause like Japan was always my goal. And, you know, just even like sitting and I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who lives in Japan, who is a foreigner. Like we were kind of talking about just like being in Japan and really taking things in. And it's like that moment where you're just sitting in your hotel room or if you, even if you wake up and you're in the hotel room in Tokyo and you're kind of like looking around, you're like, am I really here? Like, that's like, it's like one of those type of moments. And I feel like those, that's like a moment I'm definitely thankful for. Um, yeah, like it's, it's just a real type of moment. I like those surreal moments. Those are super cool when you sit back yeah. and you go man, am I, am I here right now? Like I, I do that all the time. Whenever I have a killer conversation like this one has been, has been absolutely entertaining as hell. I'll, I'll, I'll end the call. I'll be like, thank you so much for your time. It was killer. I'll walk upstairs. And I'll just tell my wife, I'll be like, man, 
That was great. And I get this like <laughs> on my face because this is what I enjoy. I love pro wrestling and everything that pro wrestling's done for me and my family. Like when I say we're a wrestling family, it's no joke. The mini host who sat down with you, we had her exposed to wrestling like in the womb. I can tell you a story straight up. We were in the hospital. I had her, my wife was sleeping. I had her on my shoulder and we were watching WrestleMania three. I brought the DVD from home and I'm like, yeah, DVD. I'm aging myself again. Yes. DVD. Oh my God. What's a DVD? <laughs> it's the thing that looks like a video game disc. Okay. Kids like millennials just look it up. All right. But I put it on and I was telling her, I'm like, oh, that's, that's Andre. That's Hulk Hogan. And she's just sleeping. She's drooling down my shirt. Yeah. And I was also wearing a DX shirt at the time, but like that, like wrestling was ingrained in this family from the get-go like put it this way okay i'm such a wrestling mark that my my dog that i had as a kid his name was hunter oh wow oh yeah all right and i used to call him i used to call him for sure i used to be like trips trips come here trips like trip, like, <laughs> trip. I to, oh, yeah. I used to, I, i'm such like wrestling has been wrestling was something in my life that no matter what was going on with all any trouble or any of the rough stuff that oh. happened in my childhood or something like that wrestling was that escape it gave me yeah, something. It was always there. It's all, it's That's all, exactly. And people are like, oh, you know, it's, it's fixed fighting. This and that. It's not. The risks are real. And what, what you guys do in the ring is, is not, should not be taken lightly. And that's why it infuriates me. Because when you're not a wrestling fan, you don't appreciate the sport. And it is, even though it's a business, it's a sport, it's entertainment. It's mm -hmm. got all these things. It's got drama. It's got realism. It's got action. If you don't appreciate it, don't comment on it because you have no business comment. Like, listen, I'm not the biggest hockey fan. Yeah, I live in Canada. I know it's a shocker. I'm not the biggest hockey fan, <laughs> but I don't sit there and talk about who should trade here and there. No, no. If oh, hockey's yeah. on, I'll watch it, but I just enjoy it for what it is. I don't, exactly. at the end of the day, it doesn't affect me, but for some reason, wrestling can fixate you on this 20 minute dance with someone in the ring. So that leads me to my, my next question. Who's your fight? Who right now is your fight forever? Like, who's somebody out of all the people that you faced, you could sit there and be like, I could wrestle you. You mentioned Jody that you want to run it back again with Jody. But is there anybody else that you feel like you could have multiple killer matches with for the rest of your career? Probably Niyu Yamashita. Mm -hmm. That's the first person that pops up in my head. Because we already had, like, what, three matches? Mm -hmm. Three, four matches? Yeah, three we can go on. We keep, we keep telling each other, it's like, we need to have a, we need to have a match in Japan. Like, after each match that we've had like that's that has to be the next one that has to be the next one <laughs> so yeah that, that's definitely for me you is th that person well fingers crossed if that happens and when that happens you know you got make sure you tag me in the post because i will share it everywhere and be like anybody that's everybody has to be and i'm hoping that match takes place at tokyo dome i'm gonna put that out in the universe oh. i'm putting that out in the universe because i feel like you and her at tokyo dome that has money. Money. Yeah. Oh, actually, my gosh. I actually think you and Mercedes Monet has money, too. I would love to wrestle Mercedes as well. Um, it has to happen at some point. If she's going to keep, like, you know, you know, traveling around and, like, just wrestling anybody, like, I definitely see it as a possibility. I see it as a guarantee. Mercedes, I know you may not watch the show, but let it happen. Okay. <laughs> and if you don't let it happen, we already know the answer. You're scared. You're scared. I mean, I hate, we got to run into each other at some point. Absolutely. The stars have to be written. Stars yeah. have to be written. And my final question, if you're going to Japan for an extended stay, that means yeah. there's a lot of things you're going to leave behind. Food, yeah. friends, family. 
what's the one thing that you're going to miss the absolute most for this extended stay in Japan? Like it could be a Philly cheesesteak on a Friday night at your favorite grease pit. What is the thing that you're going to miss the most? I mean, I will say already that I will have a day where I'm like, I kind of just want to have like a nice burger. It's like, just like the the American burger though, because they have burgers there, but mm. everything's clean over there. Mm. Over here, everything is just basically trash food. <laughs> so it's like, there's like one day where I'm like, I don't feel like eating that clean. Like I kind of want like, yeah, like ribs, fries, like mm. just like I want to go to a barbecue spot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, absolutely. Barbecue yeah. spots all day long. <laughs> you know what you have to do? You're going to have to get your dad and your mom to cook you some home-cooked greasy food and air. You're going to have to send that air mail over to yeah. you. <laughs> well, yeah, let's hope they don't get in trouble for that that at all because they, they are actually pretty strict about, like, what you bring overseas. Too. Oh, my God. Like, you, like, they did mention, like, particular meats that you can't ship over, but we'll, oh. we'll figure something out if we have to. Wrap it, wrap it in like bubble wrap and like slide it between some DVDs. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. Yeah. Something. <laughs> well, my dear, this has been a killer conversation. And I want to tell you right now, you are now a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to come back on the show, it would be our honor and privilege to have you back on the show. And I hope you had as much fun as me with this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Before I go, can I get you to give me that kick demon energy and let people know that they should subscribe to Straight Talk Wrestling? Because you and I just chopped it up for a good 45 minutes and it was an absolute blast. Yes, of course. So the kick demon is telling you guys to subscribe to Straight Talk Wrestling or you're going to get your head kicked in. Do it. Do it. Do it. Get your and if you don't do it, then get your head kicked in. Either way, just send me the video so I can post it. Either way, I'm happy yeah. with it. <laughs> your choice. All right. All right, guys. That's <laughs> it. That's it for this one. Janai Kai, your host, your boy. Thank you so much. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and turn on that notification bell so you get notified each time we post a video. Alternatively, you can check us out on all podcast platforms and host it on Podbean. We are also available on the SNME Network. That's the Sunday Night's Main Event Patreon. Please feel free to check us out there as well. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, at Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram, Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook, Straight Talk Wrestling on TikTok, and of course, you can check out all our merch at ProWrestlingTees.com. I don't need a nigga cosign. Without the liquor, you become a victim. You ain't never got a pole mine. I ain't messing with this generation. Fuck your gender, I ain't got...